Live from the back alley on the Augustana University campus in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, it's the Midtown Coffee Radio Hour. I'm Dave Holly, and with me is the House Blend, led by Nick Jackson on piano, guitar, and ukulele, Wade Gamar and Marn Engel on lead vocals, Matt Morrison on bass and backup vocals, Tyson Kahn on drums, and Crystal Peterson on fiddle. Blend, take it away. Everybody here be drinking that coffee down when you hear that Midtown sound. Someone order me a Midtown brown. Find a hooky nook and stick around. around. It's a place to find common ground while we're smelling them coffee grounds. Shall we talk about common nouns? People, places, things, things profound. profound. Did you know we all world renowned? Well, at least in our own hometown. You'll be leaving this place spellbound. So come on down, y'all, to Midtown. up and down, even some about a queen and a crown. So if you're lost and you're looking to be found, our books will help you come, come on down. The Grandma Ogre special keeps you unwound. On Debbie's brownies, might add a few pounds. These yummy treats about to be down. I'll take two, so I ain't no, no clown. clown. Wade Martin's voice is wilting sound. Nick Matt, Crystal Tyson are the house blend sound. Dave's the host and Adam runs the sound. Tina's our idea gal. One, two, at Midtown. Midtown Coffee Radio Hour. Midtown, Midtown Coffee Radio Hour. Tyson! friends it's been too long seriously we didn't play together but once this summer at the glorious Sioux Falls stage awards shout out to our very own Wade for picking up the best actor award I, I had no idea I'd get a shout out. Uh, there's just uh, so many people I'd like yeah. to thank. Um, You're on the clock. Oh, uh, well, it can wait. <laughs> that sounds a lot like the speech you gave before. <laughs> yeah, despite the hiatus, just like old friends, we picked up right where we left off and haven't missed a beat. Speaking of reunions, 
Our guest tonight is a dear friend who is returning to the Midtown stage for a second time. We have neighbor Wes stopping by for a chat. Last time he spoke, it was at our backyard show and he had us all in tears. So hopefully you brought your Kleenex or at least are wearing long sleeves. And speaking of neighbors, the theme of tonight's show entitled We Belong Together Like Coffee and Cream and Sugar. All about belonging and friendship. Since it's also back to school time, we decided to explore how friendship changes over the course of one's life. From your kindergarten bestie to your long distance college friends to when your kids' friends' parents become your friend group. <laughs> friendship looks very different as we go through life, but is no less important. So let's get started with our first phase, the little kid friends stage. Little kids make the best friends. They're honest, they make each other laugh, they're completely uninhibited, and they voice what they need. Wow, I'm just now realizing how, how emotionally healthy toddlers are. <laughs> but there is a dark side to these little humans. They also will turn on you if you make them clean up their toys or give them the wrong color cereal bowl or help them do something they wanted to do all by themselves. <laughs> Let's pay homage to these sweet, simple friendships with our first song, We're Going to Be Friends by the White Stripes. Here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Walk with me, Susie Lee, through the park and by the tree. We will rest upon the ground and look at all the bugs we found. Safely walk to school without a sound. Safely walk to school without a sound. Here we are, no one else. We walk to school all by ourselves. There's dirt on our uniforms from chasing all the ants and worms. We clean up and now it's time to learn. We clean up and now it's time to learn. Numbers, letters, learn the spell. Nouns and books and show and tell. Playtime, we will throw the ball. Back to class, through the hall. Teacher marks our height against the wall. Teacher marks our height against the wall. We don't notice any time pass. We don't notice anything. We sit side by side in every class. Teacher thinks that I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tomorrow up, while in bed, when silly thoughts go through my head about the buzz and alphabets, and when I wake tomorrow, that you and I will walk together again. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. 
Midtown Coffee Radio Hour is presented by Midtown Merchandise. Yes, that's right, folks. We have one piece of clothing available for Midtown Merch. <laughs> and you guessed it, it's a t-shirt. It's super soft, has a brandy fresh original design that is frankly too cool for us, and it is the perfect rust color that also just so happens to be the exact same color as the carpet in Asbury United Methodist Church. <laughs> Get your very own Midtown t-shirt today. One, two, three. I'll take a Midtown coffee t-shirt. It makes you feel right at home. Come on down to Midtown where the coffee's strong, the nooks are hygge, and the parking is limited. As we move on into elementary school, we enter the best friends phase. Kids begin to clump into friend groups and start having best friends. And how could you not stay friends forever when you both have interlocking two peas in a pod necklaces? <laughs> Here's We Belong Together by The Vampire Weekend featuring Danielle Haim.
Let's move on to our next friendship phase, middle school mayhem. <laughs> the steady days of elementary school friends are gone and replaced with the ever volatile middle school. Now, in honor of our intrepid middle school teachers, whom we love, we have put together a list of learning objectives that all Sioux Falls residents should be able to accomplish this fall, and I promise they're not even that high up on Bloom's taxonomy. Teacher jokes. Teacher jokes. Cool, cool. Sioux Falls residents will be able to unabashedly see a counselor in order to work through their depression when B&G Milky Way closes for the season. Sioux Falls residents will be able to put on a happy face and fake gratitude when your neighbor drops off the 30 extra cucumbers from their garden surplus. Sioux Falls residents will be able to simply close their windows in the morning without cursing under their breath when the Lincoln High School marching band begins practicing at 6 a.m. Sioux Falls residents will be able to shop at Hy-Vee during Minnesota Vikings games. It's the only time you won't find a helpful smile in every aisle. And it's glorious. Seriously, try it. Sioux Falls residents will be able to make more soups without announcing on social media that they are making more soups. Sioux Falls residents will be able to leave their neighbor's political yard sign alone. Even though every fiber of your being wants to light them on fire. I mean, light the sign on fire. Just, just put the matches away, Nick. Put them away. Sioux Falls residents will be able to calmly escape the country apple orchard corn maze without resorting to forging their own Zoloft-powered paths through the walls. Sioux Falls residents will be able to wait patiently for Valentino's to return to Sioux Falls without asking everyone if they've ever had the cinnamon breadsticks. The answer is yes, we've all had them. And yes, 2023 can't come fast enough. Sioux Falls residents will be able to stop pointing at all the cranes downtown while commenting about how downtown has really changed since they were a kid. Sioux Falls residents will be able to never utter these words. Uh, this is probably the last nice day we'll have before winter's here. <laughs> Sioux Falls residents will be able to just say no to blowing leaves into their neighbor's yard, even if the leaves are in fact from your neighbor's tree. And Sioux Falls residents will be able to pick up their children from school while refraining from cursing at other parents at the top of their lungs with your first grader in the back seat. <laughs> and that's Sioux Falls Learning Objectives. We now enter the high school phase entitled Best Friends Forever, or at least until graduation. Certainly some high school friendships last a lifetime, but it seems like everyone knows that high school is the end of an era with these people you've spent your entire life with. So we say we'll be friends forever out loud, but are all privately thinking the same thing. Here's Read My Mind by The Killers. <laughs> Thank you. 
Street Just trying to keep it in line You say you want to move on And you say I'm falling behind Can you read my mind? Can you read my mind? I never really gave up One especially lovely kind of friendship is when you're friends with your neighbors, which is maybe why college is so fun. But for this next segment, Nick and Tina's actual neighbor, Wes, is here to peek over the fence, catch us up on life, and share some of his wisdom with us. Wes, welcome back.
Nick, you are a bloomin' con. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Wes. <laughs> How are you doing today? Well, I am doing good. Yeah? Yes, I really am. But when you called that morning at 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and asked if I could be part of the program tonight, uh-huh. first of all, I thought you were awful crazy. Uh-huh, right. Okay, and then I said, I want to think about it a little bit. You did. That's okay, true. That three, part's true. Th okay, three, <laughs> three nights later, you called me at 2 in the morning again. Uh-huh, yep. That and you says, have true. you made up your mind? <laughs> I says, you're kidding me. Then two nights later, you yeah. called again, and I figured it was you when the telephone rang, and I said, yes. Yeah. That's it. I'm here. Well, I had to do what I had to do, Wes. <laughs> Usually, this is weird. Usually, we're talking, and there's a fence between us. Yes, that's this right. Is, Wes is literally my next-door neighbor, and we've had many chats over the fence. Yeah, we have. And it has... I know for me, been a really special thing for me to be able to grow and speak with you and have you as not only a neighbor, but as a friend. Yeah. And so speaking about friendship, um, with your years of experience on this earth, <laughs> tell, us, tell us what you've learned is the secret sauce to a friendship. What makes a good friend? In your experience. Oh, man, I wish you would have asked me that before so I could <laughs> think about it. <laughs> but real friendship is a, a need for everyone. If there are people out there that don't have real friends, they're lonely, they're um, yeah, depressed, they just don't seem to have a life. And I can honestly tell you, since you guys moved into our neighborhood, it has been a blessed experience to have you 50 years younger than I am <laughs> ask me if we could visit once in a while. That blew my mind. I told my wife, Jean, about it. I says, you won't believe this. I says, Nick came over, and he wants to be a friend of mine. A friend of me. Nice, thank you. So in summary, I am the quintessential <laughs> friend. <laughs> when I ask what makes a good friend, Nick. Nick? <laughs> Nick makes a good friend. Nick <laughs> makes a good friend. <laughs> who, I, know, uh, I know I'm a good friend of yours, but who is your best friend? Well, you know, right now it is my wife. I have been married to my wife for, I think, 29,660 days. Isn't that something? <laughs> Wes, I, I was curious when you started with that 29,000, whether you were going to say years. <laughs> <laughs> We've been married for 62 years. And, um she definitely has, my best, has been my best friend, and uh, we've been blessed together. Even though right now, as we are having a good, fun time of celebrating, she is in a nursing home in a memory care unit mm -hmm. that she was admitted for dementia about a year ago. And I go see her every day. 
I come there at 10 o'clock in the morning, and um, I leave again about 3. And the doctor told me that the best medicine you can give your wife is just repetition. Have the same thing go on every day. So when I see her, the first thing I do <laughs> is give her a kiss. <laughs> Good man. And now, if I don't kiss her, she says, Wes, you forgot something. <laughs> well, I says, Gene, I thought you lost your memory. <laughs> so anyway, talking about good friends, yeah, that certainly is my best friend. I will say, though, when I was in high school, I had a very good friend. And his name was Bob, and we were very close together. He lived in town. I lived on the farm. And uh, we would pull different things, you know, in the city, climbing the water tower and what have you. But <laughs> anyway, um, uh, one night we decided to be out all night. And how are we going to do this? Well, I says, why don't you tell your folks that you're going to come into my house, and I'll tell my folks <laughs> I'm going to your house. And they will both approve of it, I'm sure. So we did that. And uh, we were out all night, but by about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> we were so terrible, tired of it. <laughs> we both agreed we'd never do that again. <laughs> My mom always told me that nothing good happens after midnight. No, that's right. <laughs> mm. Well... Wes, you certainly have been a blessing in, in my life and Tina's life and June and Charlie's lives. This guy rides his bike. How many miles a day are you riding now? Mm, I've gone 15 miles the other night. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And you know why I bought an e-bike? was because of my neighbor. <laughs> it says, thou shalt not covet. <laughs> And I coveted every day. Finally, <laughs> finally, I went to the bike shop and I said, I want a e-bike. <laughs> they said, what kind do you want? I don't care. Just get me an e-bike. I could hardly stand it. And when I asked um, Nick, what do you mean e-bike? Well, he says, that's an electric bike. So the other night, it got a little bit cool, and I put on my e-blanket. <laughs> and I, I, the next morning, I saw Nick. I says, Nick, I says, I put my e-blanket on last night. He says, what do you mean? Electric. <laughs> Neighbor West, everybody. <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> it's tough to, that's for sure. Oh, college friends. Best friends forever, for real. The bonds are made quickly, but they run deep. Nick, Wade, and Tina all became friends their freshman year here at Augustana 18 years ago. 
And somehow, life has brought all of them back here to the place where these bonds first took root, like literally here in the back alley during some Euro dance party. <laughs> anyway, in honor of the class of 2008, here's Bright Eyes with The First Day of My Life. Suddenly everything changed, they're spreading blankets on the beach. Yours is the first face that I saw. Think I was blind before I met you. Now I don't know where I am, I don't know where I've been, but I know where I want to go. And so I thought I'd let you know Yeah, these things take forever I especially am slow But I realized that I need you And I wondered if I could come home Remember the time you drove all night just to meet me in the morning And I thought it was strange You said everything changed You felt as if you just woke up And you said This is the first day of my life I'm glad I didn't die before I met you But now I don't care I could go anywhere with you And I promise So if you want to be with me With these things there's no telling We just have to wait and see But I'd rather be working for a paycheck Than waiting to win the lottery Besides maybe this time it's different I'm gonna really think you like me Now, we here at Midtown like to be optimistic, but we know that not everyone can be friends with each other. Like Dale and his grandma. It isn't happening. But maybe, just maybe, they can learn to be civil to each other. Let's find out on this week's episode of Murder in Midtown. <laughs> 
Chapter 4, To Kill a Mocking Granny. Previously on Murder in Midtown, we followed the dark story of Dale Dinkley, a single 39-year-old middle school English teacher who most certainly had murder on his mind. Why, you ask? Well, because his family has been, how does one put it, giving him the business for being so single, so old, so despicable. Oh, okay, come on now. That's one too many negative adjectives. Quiet, Dale! Characters in the story don't interact with the narrator. Now, where was I? So despicable. Ah, yes. Thank you, Dale. So despicable. He just couldn't play Midwestern nice anymore. In the last episode, we witnessed Dale potentially poison his only companion in life, his dog, Buster, in an attempt to slip his grandma a Mickey. Did you say Mickey as a mouse? I love him. Ugh, you're hopeless, Dale. So was he actually trying to poison his dear old grandmama? Or was he truly just mixing her a celebratory drink for being one month bunion free? The world may never know. We join Dale now on the first day of a new school year. Dale is teaching his fourth period English class. Okay, okay, students, settle down. Oh, okay, settle down. Settle down. Excuse me. Um, everyone pull out your copy of To Kill a Mockingbird. More like To Kill a Mocking Turd. Hey, who, who said that? That is inappropriate. This is a classic novel by Harper Lee. More like Harper P. Oh, okay, everyone just shut up. It's a wonderful tale about the destruction of innocence. I'll destroy your innocence. Hey, what did you say, kid? I swear, do not make me go Boo Radley all over you. Uh, uh, who's there? Hi, Dale, it's your grandma. Oh, oh, am I early? Er early for what? Why are you here, Grandma? Well, uh, Principal Fuller told me you're in charge of teaching sexual education today. So I, I thought I'd come by and help you out since, well, you know, you're not too educated on the topic yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma! Grandma, get out of here. I don't teach that until seventh period. What? Uh, but what should I do with all these condoms and bananas? I don't care. Just leave. Okay, okay. Calm down, sweetie. I'll leave the bananas for you, and, and I'll take the condoms home for myself. I know you certainly won't be needing them. <laughs> I will destroy you. Is it all finally becoming too much for Dale? The taunting, the teasing, the put-downs? Will Dale finally be pushed over the edge and push his grandma off of one as well? What exactly will he do when he goes all Boo Radley on his students? How will he eat all those bananas? And perhaps the biggest question of them all that hangs over us like a thick fog. How are there only three students in Dale's sixth grade English class during a time when class sizes are astronomical? Find out all this and more next time, well, maybe, on Murder in Midtown.
Oh, Dale. <laughs> now we are on to the post-college 20-something years where friendships are still relatively easy to make and maintain because you have that incredibly precious, non-renewable resource, time. Still, there may be some tough life lessons during this time of life, which, if we let them, can make us into mature young adults. Most of us do whatever we can to avoid the cure, but it finds us anyway. Here's The Cure by the Watkins Family Hour. avoided the cure, but it found me anyway. I was looking for a redo, but my game hadn't changed. And hoping for a different outcome is insane. This is good, this is real, and it's how it's supposed to feel. Right here and now, both me planted on the ground. I've been praying for a breakthrough. As long as everything stays the same I avoided the cure, but it found me anyway Sometimes you gotta break down And throw everything away Take a look at it all with the curtain call of yesterday's now and then you gotta leave town And you're zero-sum games For a place with no sound And no one around who knows your name This is good, this is real And it's how it's supposed to feel Right here and now Both be planted on the ground Sometimes we gotta break down And throw Avoided the cure, but it found me anyway. Love those harmonies. Woo. 
Now we are at the stage of friendships in your 30s. That's odd. Doesn't seem to be anything written here. Or, or maybe that's because friendships become impossible to keep when the prime childbearing and rearing years intersect with growing work responsibilities. What fun. Marin just turned 32. And she has something to say about it in our next segment, Marin's Memes. Wow, Dave. I cannot believe you called me out like that. Um, 32 has been great, if anyone was wondering. Um, so, Marin's Memes. We, I don't think we got a big enough round of applause. Marin's Memes? Thank you. All right. Classic Leo. I, Leo, Leo season is over, but it's fine. Um, so I'm going to preface, I'm prefacing this meme by saying that for the first time in my life ever, I have been invited to participate in a fantasy football league. <laughs> my parents are like, ooh. Um, I was the last, there was somebody that dropped out. I was the last choice. I did do an auto draft. It's not going well. Um, but, I always. But your team name is I Love Sports I with love a sports. Z. I Love Sports, Sports with a Z. Yeah, yeah. And I always try to get, every year, my dad knows this, every year I try to get someone to let me do like a draft where it's just like the hottest players and like see how they do, but no one will ever let me. Um, so I'll keep you posted next time on how it's going. Um, so anyways, I am 32. I have plenty of friends, in case anyone <laughs> was wondering. Um, so Nick found me this meme. It does not apply to me at all. Um, it's a picture of Jesus, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, the Last Supper, you're familiar with the, with the famous art, The Last Supper. And it says, nobody talks about Jesus' miracle of having 12 close friends in his 30s. <laughs> And I really, I really like the idea of like, of like Jesus and his bros like hanging out. And so, um, we're gonna do a little skit. That's a little play on fantasy football for Jesus and the Twelve. <laughs> Here we go. Oh man, yes. Can't wait yeah. to get. Oh. Yeah. Uh -huh. hey, come on, Fred. Where is Jesus? He's always late. Yeah, well, you know, I'm that just when goes it, with the territory. He just thinks because he's the savior, he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> hello, hello, my hey, fishers of men. Hello. Jesus. Hi. Sorry I'm late. I was on my way, and I had to stop to perform a miracle on a demon-possessed man. Oh. Well, you know, that's not the only miracle you'll need to perform tonight if you think you've got any chance of winning our fantasy league this year. Oh, <laughs> hey, come on. All right, all right, settle down, boys. And welcome to our third annual Fantasy Gladiator Draft! Yes! yes! Come on. Not only am I your Lord and Savior, but I am also the commissioner of our little fantasy league, which this year has been named the Blood and the Body Blows. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Oh, wow. How creative, Jesus. Can it, Judas? Why are you even playing again this year? Oh, now, now, now. Calm down. Brother John, you know Judas serves a very important role among us. No, he doesn't. All he did it last year in Fantasy Gladiator was offer up bad trade after bad trade. Yes, I suppose you could say I'm quite the traitor. Um, what's, what's this guy talking about, Jesus? Uh, it will all be made clear in due time. 
But what needs to be made clear right now is who gets the number one pick in our fantasy draft this year. Yeah. 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 All right, here we go. With the first pick in this year's Fantasy Gladiator draft, we have James. Oh, yes, oh. finally, yes. Suck it, losers. Whoa. Whoa. Remember, James, the first shall be last. This is a snake order draft, after all. Right, right, right. Sorry, Jesus. Well, with the first pick, I am obviously taking the man who is unrivaled and undefeated. The beast from the east, Goliath. No! Oh, no. no. I, to, I was going to take him. I was going to get him, uh, This season is mine. Uh, so sorry to interrupt your little fantasy game, boys, but I brought snacks. Oh, thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, you're the best. Thank you, Mom. Wow, you really outdid yourself this time. Whoa, look at this. What a spread. Yeah, we've got bean stew, mm -hmm. lamb, oh. olives, mm -hmm. bitter herbs, mm -hmm. uh, a fish sauce, unleavened bread, like dates, and of course, aromatized wine. Mm. Yes, but where's the eggs, Benedict Arnold? Oh, Judas, you're just the worst, aren't you? Anyways, have fun, boys. Oh, Bye, Mary. Mary. Your mom's the best, Jesus. Yeah, she is quite immaculate, isn't she? Okay, onward with the second pick of this year's draft. We have Peter. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, the number two pick. Here we go. Wow. There's a lot of pressure. I don't really know who to pick. The only one I had on my draft board was Goliath. Time's ticking, Pete. Make your pick. Uh, oh boy, okay. Um, I guess I'll go with the biggest sleeper this year. Okay, with the number two pick, I select the young shepherd and harpist, David. <laughs> no, no. What's so funny? Seriously, everyone knows you're not supposed to draft a slingshotter until the last couple of rounds. Did I just hear that Peter drafted David with his second pick? Now that's what I call a Hail Mary. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Oh, man, I really flubbed this one up. Now, Peter, something tells me you're going to be quite happy with that pick of yours. Uh, do you know something we don't, Jesus? Do bears poop in the woods? Yes. Does the Pope wear funny hats? He, he does, actually. Good one, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Marin's meme! As we get older, we start to look back at our childhood and friendships with a new perspective. Instead of being judgmental about our hairstyles or general life choices, we start to see how precious those years and people are to us. To us down memory lane, here's Castle on the Hill by Ed Sheeran. Sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down 
cigarettes Running from the law through the backfields and getting drunk with my friends And my first kiss on a Friday night I don't reckon that I did it right but I was younger then Take me back to when we found weekend jobs kids hit high school, your friends are your kids' friends' parents. You have all become inextricably linked, whether you like it or not. The combined hours of school, sports, and extracurriculars have forged some very strong bonds. Nick, I believe you have a little look back at your high school years for tonight's dramatic read aloud. Yeah, I, I was foraging through the Midtown Library, and I'm not sure why this was back there, but I found my high school yearbook from freshman year. Um, and I, I started looking through it, and of course, you know, on the inside cover and the back cover, you've got signatures from your friends, and you've got notes from your friends. And so I was reading those, and I found one that I, I really, really liked uh, from one of my friends. Uh, her name is Lisa. And so I will be reading... Uh, what she wrote to me after freshman year. So this was circa 2001. <laughs> ¶¶ 
Hey, Nick. <laughs> How's your sophomore year been going for you? Too bad we don't have that many classes together. Frowny face. Thanks so much for being such a great friend. I love doing stuff with you. <laughs> Especially ice cream wars. Those were the best. Smiley face. Good luck in basketball this year. You'll be great. You're the best triple jumper I know. <laughs> Smiley face. Well, have a great year. Love ya. Lisa G. Makes me feel verklempt. What a trip down memory lane. Thank you, Nick. Let's talk about those few people in your life that are truly lifelong friends. You may have met them when you were three or 33, but you can't imagine your life without them. We can't say it better than Carol King and James Taylor, so without further ado, here's You've Got a Friend.
Absolutely stunning, Blend. Thank you. Okay, let's welcome our next Midtown Mug Club members to our highly exclusive fake club. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Marin's parents, Jill and Kyle Engel. <laughs> These two wonderful humans are a couple of our biggest supporters, and they are always ready to give out teary-eyed hugs after every performance. Jill has come a long way in regards to how much she enjoys our skits. In our early days, she would uh, lay on the Midwestern nice attitude real thick. When asked what she thought of our skits, she'd grit her teeth and speak through a forced smile saying, well, that was unique. But now I think she's actually going to love them. She loves them. She loves them. <laughs> she'll say, she'll be like, I really liked the skit this time. And I'll be like, oh, great. On a more serious note, we know the two of you have been through a lot lately. And the way that you've handled it with love and grace embodies the warmth and sense of belonging we try to convey through this little radio show. So welcome Jill and Kyle. And now for the benediction. <laughs> Friendship, like most things, gets more complicated as we get older. Time, the essential ingredient for connection and friendship, starts getting traded away for any number of very normal and necessary and good things like family, jobs, sports, school. But friends hold no legal obligations to us. They often don't serve a productive purpose. Unless you put them all in a band together to make them hang out with you. <laughs> Friendship when you were a kid is natural and obvious. Of course I want to hang out with my friends and play pretend for three hours. What could possibly be more important than that? So when we become adults and that whole time thing isn't as abundant, friends can feel like a luxury instead of a necessity. But friends are reminders of who we are as humans without the labels we put on ourselves. And friendships don't require any special skills. They just require time, respect, and similar values about game nights. 
So let's remember what people who have lived a full and long life seem to always tell us. It's not the things or the accolades that we remember, if we're lucky enough to remember much at all, but it is the people we spent our lives with, how they made us feel and how we made them feel that makes a good life. So friends, let's sing together our closing song as we leave this friendly place. Thanks for joining us this evening. My name's Dave Holly, and I am proud to be alongside our house blend, including Marin Engel, Matt Morrison, Wade Gamar, Tyson Kahn, Crystal Peterson, and band leader Nick Jackson. Big thanks to Neighbor West for sharing his wisdom with us. Special thanks, as always, to our number one idea gal, Tina Jackson. And our sound guy, Adam Ellsworth. Thank you to Augustana University for hosting us in the back alley. And thank you all for coming and listening. Whether we've known you for most of our lives or we're Meeting you for the first time tonight. You belong here in Midtown. We hope to see you all at our next show, October 20th. So mark your calendars. Oh, and make sure to grab a Midtown t-shirt before they sell out. Remember, Midtowners, we'll always give you a Grandma Olga special. All you have to do is ask. Which we learn